This Torah class is brought to you by TorahAnytime.com. Boys, welcome everyone. We're starting tonight and we're speaking about uh, the, the, the great, great Inyan of Rosh Hashanah. I'd like to, to learn two great lessons from, about Rosh Hashanah. And with, through this, we'll see exactly what we have to do in order to prepare for this great, uh, great day. First of all, the Torah, when it speaks about blowing the shofar, what does it say? It's Yom. Jom I can't see you. Go this way or that way, but it's some way. The camera's right there. Right? So, did I embarrass you, by the way? No. Uh, so it says like this. He says, so it says over here that uh, it's a Yom Teruah. What does Yom Teruah mean? It's a day of what? Of blow, uh, shofar. But if you, if you think and you analyze, what are we doing? I would like to thank our sponsor tonight. Who is it for, please? Lulani Shmat? Uh, Ezra Ben Moshe. Ezra Ben Moshe? Chaim. Thank you. This comes for sponsoring. So it says like this. It says, come say, come say, come say. We have a seat over here. So it says like this. It says it's Yom Teruah. So the Gemara wants to know, what is Teruah? If you think about it, what do we blow? We blow Tikiah, Shevarim, Teruah. What's the Tikiah? What's the Shevarim? Do, do, do. What's the teruah? Do, 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 So, which one is it? Which one is it? Is it this? Is it that? Or is it that? The Torah says, Yom Teruah. That's what it says. So, the, so what is Yom Teruah? Yom Teruah is, in Aramaic, Yebava. So, what is Yebava? It's a cry. It's a, it's a type of cry. But what is the, where did this word initially come from? And the answer to this question, it came from Sisra's mother. Who was Sisra? He was a non-Jewish general that would win a lot of wars against the Jewish people. And he would win, constantly win, 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 win. And his mother always knew, where is Sisra? He's winning a war against the Jewish people. And I remind you, she's not, she's, she's not Jewish. What happened was, one day, she was waiting for her son to come from the war. She waited and waited and waited and waited and waited. And he, he never came home. Finally, she realized that she cannot be naive and something must have happened. And then she understood that her son died. Then she cried. And it says over there, the Pasuk says, She started crying. That word, Yebava, from that word of Teruah Yebava, we learn it is a sense of crying. Right? So there's three ways a person can cry. Like cry, or cry, or cry, different types of crying. But the question that I have for you, everybody, is, is why are we learning from this lady? Why are we learning from this lady? Something must have uh, 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 happened that we're learning from her. What is the pshat? There's a lot of pshatim why. But I'm about to tell you two. First one is that a person must understand when it comes to status. Let's say a person is always healthy. Or a person is living, always living. One year after another year after another year. So you would say status quo. It stays the same. A person is wealthy. It stays the same. Right now, she taught us, and her cry, basically, 
It doesn't stay the same. Her son didn't win the war this time. So what is that showing? When we start Rosh Hashanah, it's scary. But we start a new status. It's something new. Hey, hey, well, I'm living till now. Who says you're going to live another year? Who said? So just like she thought, she thought, she thought what's going to happen? She started crying. Oh my goodness. Because it's scary in a way because it's a new beginning. It's a new fresh start. Now this is scary. But we're going to be able through, through a little bit more to prepare better for this Yom Adin. But again, what's the reason? One of the reasons given is because don't think that a person's status is always the same. No, sometimes it can change. And it's scary. But I'm not here to scare you. Even though you should be scared because it is a day of judgment. It is a day of judgment. And a lot of times a person doesn't feel like that. But it's a true day of judgment. It's real. It's real. And that's why the Benish Chai says, this day of Rosh Hashanah, do not be angry at all. Right? You're not supposed to be angry. And that's why we don't say Halel. It's a Yom Tov. We don't say Halel. Why don't we say Halel? Every Yom Tov, we say Halel. This Yom Tov, we don't say Halel. Why don't we say Halel? And the answer given is very simple. Because it's a day of judgment. How do you say Halel when you're being judged death or life? It doesn't make sense. But at the end of the day, it's a really double-edged sword if you think about it. Because at the end of the day, what do we do? We eat and we drink and we have a seuda, and you have to have a seuda, and you're not allowed to fast. You know what I'm saying? So therefore, what's going on? One case, why can't you say halal? Is why? What's the reason why? Is because you can't say halal, even though it's a holiday. Because at the end, and every holiday we say halal because it's a day of judgment. It's a real day of judgment. And the other reason, what? Uh, well, why are we eating? And the answer is because it's a holiday. So wait, it's a day of judgment. I don't understand what's going on. So the answer to this question is that in, in life, yes, you must understand it is a judgment. But we have to, in a way, we have to have fear. But we have to know who's our judge. And the judge is our father. Our judge is our father. And you should just know, Rav Shishim Pinker says that we're going in through an amazing time right now. They call it Yamim Nuraim, the days of awe. Because what are we doing? We're going on a journey. We're going through Yom Adin. We're going through Aseri Mechuva. We're changing the Amidah. Think about it. When do you ever change the Amidah? We never change the Amidah. We always add. Ya'alevi Avorosh Chodesh, add. Purim, add Alanisim. Oh, Moridatal, add. Mashivaruach, Veten Tal Matavracha. But we never change. All of a sudden, what are we doing now in Aseri Mechuva? Starting Friday night. This Friday night, that means like in 48 hours, we're going to start changing the Amidah to say, HaMelech HaKadosh. Why is that? Because our days that's coming is days of awe. We're going through a crazy, awesome journey with Hashem right now that the Melech is coming down straight from the Kisei HaKavot, coming down here. Think about what's going on. And that's why there's how many heavens in Shemaim? There's seven heavens. Vilon, Akiah, Shehakim, right? Machon, Arvot, Right? You know the seven heavens? That's the seven heavens. It says in Mesecha Chagiga, second panic. It speaks about Vilon, Akeach, Akim, Zvul, Maon, Machon, Arvot. That's the seven heavens. And what happens is, why, if you know, if you realize, by, by Yom Kippur at night, by Ne'ilah, what do we say? We say seven times, Hashem Okim. Do the Ashkenazim say that also? Hashem Okim, Hashem Okim. Do they say it? They do it also, right? We do it. Why do we do that? So, what's the reason? Is The reason is because Hashem came down from His Kisei Kavod to us. That's these days. 
He's mamash coming from his kisah to to the world, to us. He's always here. His presence is always here. But now even more. That's why we switched on that to say, HaMelech HaKadosh. You're changing the words? How? The, and we're not adding, we're changing. Why? Because we're showing that what? God is here. Hashem is here more than ever right now. So we're saying, HaMelech HaKadosh. HaMelech HaMishpat. And at the end, by Yom Kippur, what are we saying? Hashem will keep seven times because we're Kibyachol saying, Hashem, you're going back to your throne all the way up. Here's one heaven. Here's another heaven. There's another heaven. Until you're back to your Kisek Avod. But you have to know that in advance. You have to know that what you're going through before you even start. A lot of people have a minhad. Shulharuk speaks about the minhad of fasting Erev Rosh Hashanah. At least half a day. When we were in yeshiva, we fasted half a day. Till Hatzot Ayom. Friday afternoon. Till midday. Rosh Hashanah is tonight, let's say. So up until midday, they, they fasted. Why? It's a Yom Adin. It's a day of judgment. It's a scary time. It's not a joke. It's not a time where like, oh, oh, where's my seat, Rabbi? Where's my sitting? I'm sitting here. Where's my seat? Where'd you put me? Why'd you put me on the back? And the guy's fighting with the other guy. Why am I here? Why should I? I want the window seat. You put me in the, over here, but I can't. Uh, you know what I'm saying? Now, you want to fight now, Rosh Hashanah? Now is not the time. You know, it's not the time. Rosh Hashanah is not the time to fight. Now you got to be on your best behavior. You know why? Because Hashem is actually there. I remember when I was going to school. Every time, you know, this troublemaker sitting down, you can't sit more than 10 minutes in the class, you know, at least me. You know, he's in the class, he moves, he this, he that. Sitting, moving, moving, moving. I'll never forget. When the principal of the school would walk in, everybody got serious. And the principal would stand in the back of the room and just watch. And when, he, when the principal came, as a little boy, I would sit in my chair like this, like big, big sadiq, not moving. Every time the principal goes, wow, he's a good boy. Well, why do they say he moves around in class? He doesn't move nowhere in class. Look, he's such a good boy. Yeah, the principal's here. Hashem is here now. He's coming more than ever. He's always here, you have to understand that. But now, he's coming from his kisah kavot, coming down to us. So therefore, in this week's, you know what the Benish Chai says in these weeks? You can look it up the Benish Chai. It says, this week's, you, a, lot, a lot of people, a lot of customs, be, they do more things than usual. These weeks, they do, you do more things than usual these weeks. I'm not joking. You can't be acting the same way as you always did. Boys, you can't act the same way as you always did your, your, your whole year around. You can't do that. You know why? Because if you do, you're disrespecting Hashem. Because you don't believe that He's really here. More than ever. If you act the same way, that means you're disrespecting Hashem. How are you disrespecting Him? You know how you disrespect Him? Because you know, you know, you know what I'm saying? I'm here. You know what the Shavuot says? If a person doesn't keep Pati Seel, the week of Asir Mechuvah, what should you do? Keep it. And everybody says, what do you mean? I'm, 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 I'm playing it. Guys, one more time. Enough. You, 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 how, could you, how, could, how could you do that? You understand what I'm saying? You, you keep Pati Seel. Oh, your whole year you don't keep by yourself. This week, Shavuot says, what should you do? Keep it, keep it. What are you, what are you sketching, God? No, you're respecting Hashem. Why? Because you know, the Melech is Basadeh. The king is actually here. The king is actually here. If a person doesn't keep Kemah Hashem, this week keep it. If a person doesn't keep this, this week keep it. Because it's a very important week. Why? Because the Melech is here. HaMelech HaKadosh. HaMelech HaMishpat. It's real things. It's not a joke. It's not a joke. So now, how do we get ready for that? First of all, the first thing is that at least we know that this is what's going on. The Shekinah is more and more strong. That's one. Second thing is, if you learn from Sisra, she was in denial. Why was she in denial? Because she thought 
her, her son was just late. Okay, maybe he's, he's going to come another 10 minutes. He's going to come another 30 minutes. Coming another hour. Two hours. Five hours past. Ten hours past. Until finally, finally she got to her senses and says, you know what, my son, something must have happened to him. So a lot of times in life, a person could be in denial of his ways, the ways he acted. You know, I'll never forget, somebody said Lashonara. I know for a fact it was Lashonara. And I went to this individual. He's a, he's a nice, high caliber individual. And I went over to the person I said, listen, I'm sorry to say, but uh, what you said was Lashonara. He said, no it wasn't. He says, yes it was. Because I'm showing the halachot, because this, because that. No, it's not because I'm allowed to, because of this and that. I'm like thinking, no, no, it's because, no, no, He's, he was in denial, the whole entire time, denial, 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 until finally he admitted. Why did it take him so long? Because nobody wants to be ex- ex- accused of anything. Right? What was the first thing? When Adam Arishon, you ate from the apple, it was my wife. Why? Why? Because nobody wants to be accused of anything. I'm, I'm innocent. I'm innocent. The first thing you have to know, that she was in denial. Until finally she says, you know what? I'm wrong. Same thing in life. You have to know, sometimes the way you're acting, whatever it is, everybody knows, like I said last week, tzaddik yodea nefesh pemto. The way you act, you know what you have to work on. You know deep down, it's an automatic uh, uh, item that you have in you, that you know what you have to work on. And you have to f- figure that out. And you can't be in denial and say, no, no, I don't have to work on that. No, no, I don't have to work on that. No, 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 you have to work on that. Whatever it may be. And that's what it says, ve'ozev yerucham. What does that mean? ve'ozev yerucham. What does that mean? ve'ozev yerucham. Umodeh means admit. You admit that you, this year, whatever you were doing, I had a certain thing of this and I had a certain thing of that. I admit I was wrong, Hashem. Before. By now, you can start doing it before Rosh Hashanah. Because Rosh Hashanah, what's the Avodah Rosh Hashanah? The Avodah Rosh Hashanah is, what? HaKadosh Baruch you king, you king, you king, you king. That's the Avodah. And you know what? I, had a, I heard a beautiful pshat today. They say, what's the pshat that we dip in the honey? Listen to this, a new pshat that I just heard today. Halachan Yureda, listen Joel, listen to this beautiful one. Halachan Yureda says, that if a person has a nevelah, a piece of non-kosher, and you put it in, uh, in, in, a, in, in an area where it changes its form. Let's say it's completely changed form. And it tastes bad, let's say. Or it tastes something completely different. So there's a hetev that it's mutat to eat. It's a, it's a crazy halakha. I have it, somebody sent it to me today. It's an amazing halakha. If let's say, for example, the non-kosher turned completely into a different form, like, like it has a bad, bad, bad taste, completely bad taste, there's a hetev. I'm not giving a hetev now, oh, non-kosher, No. Uh, people go, oh, what was the, what did the rabbi speak? Oh, there's a etir, how do you not kosher? No, that's not the etir. Yeah, you have to know the laws. But I'm just telling you to get this point. So they bring down, they say, if you put something in honey, the whole thing changes, the whole entire thing, it doesn't become the same. If you saturate it, if you just leave it there for a long, long time in honey, a long, long time, what happens is it turns into a different form, completely sweet. So what is God saying? If you admit your sin, and you come back to Hashem through simha, through love, so what you're doing is, you're taking the package of sin, 
You should never do a sin. But you're changing his format, like this says in Mesechi Yoma. It says when a person does a sin, and if he does tshuva, me'ahava, not me'ira, me'ahava, you're changing it. But what's, what's tshuva? Tshuva is where you say to yourself, there's three main things. Of course, you have to learn Rabbeinu Yuna, Shal Teshuvah. But there's three main things of Teshuvah. We're good so far? We're good? Okay. What's the three main things of Teshuvah? I'll tell you like this. First thing is, what do we know? That, you have to admit. That's the first thing. Modeh. You have to admit. What's the second thing is? You have to, you have to admit. What's the second thing is? You, you feel bad. You feel bad that you did it. And the third is, Ozev. You have to leave it. You have to leave it. You have to leave it. Now, when a person is in a constant mode throughout his year, doing his same motion, sometimes it's hard to change. And I'm going to tell you, Hidush, homemade Hidush, I didn't see this anywhere. But it's my personal Hidush I want, I'd like to share with everybody. I think it's a school of the Tzibut, for sure. The school of the Tzibut, they were able to get this Hidush. Listen to me telling you right now. If you look out of, the Benish Chai speaks about you can't have an unripened fruit. You can't have sour. You can't have this. You can't have other things that are, you, you should, you know, all these different things he said you can't have, you can't have. Why? Because it's, you want to have a sweet new year. You don't want to have a sour new year. You know, I got a question today. Rabbi, can I put a lot of lemon juice in a certain thing? It's going to come out sour. You know, serious questions. Like, because you want to have a sweet new year. You don't have a sour year. The Benish Chai even says, try to get the pomegranates that are sweet and not sour. He says this, it's amazing things. So what's so... Right? Everything it takes an effect. Then he writes that a person shouldn't have egos, a nut, whether you want to call it an almond, right? Why? Because the gematria of egos is what? Is chet, is a sin. That's the gematria of chet, is a sin. So therefore we want to say so, so far of sin, because the avodah on Roshanah itself, there's one avodah right now. What's the avodah? The avodah is Hashem, you are king. That is our focus the whole day, Hashem, you're the king, you're the king, you're the king. We're, we're inaugurating a Kadosh Baruch you're king. So what do we do? So what? So now if that's the case, we don't want to mention anything that we sinned on Rosh Hashanah. We don't want to do that. Even some opinions say you're not supposed to ask for anything on Rosh Hashanah. Now, I heard from Rabbi Diamond that if a person really needs to ask from Hashem something on Rosh Hashanah, he's allowed. Right? But the main Abu is not you. It's not about you. It's about Hashem right now. It's about Hashem. Hashem, you're the king. Hashem HaMelech. Melech HaMishpat. Melech HaKadosh. You're the king. You're the king. You're the king. You're the king. And what happens when he's the king? We want to do anything that he says. Anything that he says, we're ready to do. Aye, it's hard. But guess what? Let me tell you something. It goes, you can't eat according to him. So some people say it's only almond. Why? Because it's gematria achet. So now I, I ask the question. Honey comes from where? Notice. The, the vash in the Torah, when it says, Eretz Chita, Eretz Zechemen Udvash, what kind of Dvash we're talking about? Timarim. It's honey from a date. From a date. Timarim. That's the Dvash, where it says, Eretz Zechemen Udvash. But notice, on Rosh Hashanah, we don't take honey from a date. Where do we take honey from? Where do we take honey from? Where do we take honey from? We take honey from a bee. What's the problem when you, have, when you take honey from a bee? What's the problem when you take honey from a bee? You know what the problem is when you take honey from a bee? A bee comes from a sting. A bee comes from a sting. So now, we don't want to have a stingy year. If that's the case, I have a question. Don't dip it in the honey. Take from the, from the dvash of the temarim. 
Why are we taking it from the Dvash of the bee? That stings. No question, right? You know what the answer is? Because a person has to understand. Sometimes in life, to actually change, it's not going to be the easiest thing. You have a lazy guy. Very lazy. The guy is lazy can be. He can't wake up in the morning. He just can't do it. It's very hard to wake up from Minyan. He can't do it. He's so lazy. You know how hard it is for this guy to go ahead and break his laziness and come to Minyan now? It's very, very hard. It's very, very difficult. You have a guy that wasn't keeping Shabbat his whole life. Now he tells, by the way, Hashem is watching you. It's very hard. But guess what? It's going to sting to change a little bit. But after it stings, guess what? It's going to turn to honey. It's going to turn so sweet. And that's why we don't take honey from a tamar. We take honey from a bee. Because we're telling you, you're going to dip the apple in the honey. And when you dip the apple in the honey, you're right. Just remember where the honey is coming from. It's coming from a sting. And you're right. A lot of times in your life, you have a mode where you're doing the same thing on and on and on. Rabbi, it's very hard. It's very hard. It's very hard. It's very hard. But guess what? It's going to hurt in the beginning, but it's going to be sweet at the end. It's going to be sweet at the end. The Rambam has an amazing... I told you this last week. Think about it. A person is addicted, heaven forbid, to smoking. All of a sudden, you tell them, uh, stop smoking completely. It's very, very hard. But guess what? It's going to be hard in the beginning. It's going to be stinging. But at the end, when you accomplish it, you're going to feel so good, it's going to come out sweet like honey. And that's why I said, why an apple? Why an apple more than any other fruit? Take a pear, take a plum, take a peach. No? Have a peachy new year. No, <laughs> no, that's, a, that's not a thing, right? Have, a, have, a, have, a, have something. Why an apple? You know what I said? I said apple. How do you say apple in Hebrew? Tapuach. You know what those words are, the same words? Poteach. Hashem is saying, Poteach, open up to change. Where? In the apple, in the sting. Yes, it's going to hurt. Yes, to change your ways, it's going to hurt. It's not going to be the easy thing. But if you're ready to feel the pain, if you're ready to feel a little bit, guess what? Guaranteed it'll be sweet. Guaranteed it'll be sweet. You can ask anybody that, that endured uh, anything, like, for example, going through uh, from cover to cover a mesechet. It's, it's not so easy. It's not easy to go and know a gemara from cover to cover. You think that's easy? No, no, no. It's extremely hard. It's extremely And you're going to have to work hard. But if you put in the work, and you put in this thing, when you finish that accomplishment, and you have your siyum at the end, and you, and, and you can always go back and you feel good. You feel like a million dollars. You're walking with a mesechet your whole entire life. That mesechet, I can promise you, guaranteed, it will protect you wherever you go. You'll have more parnasa. You'll have more bri'ut. You'll have more tzlaka. Why? Because the Torah itself is going to go protect you. The Torah itself is a being, by the way. When you learn Torah, it's a being. It's not just a put it back on the shelf. When you learn in Gemara, it's not just you put it back on the shelf. It's with you forever. It's with you forever. But what do you have to do? You have to be poteach. You have to open and you have to know. It might hurt in the beginning. But guess what? It's so sweet at the end. It's so sweet at the end. It's opposite for sin. Sin, it's sweet in the beginning. But right after he does the sin, what is it? It's bitter. Ah, why didn't I? Why did I do it? I wish I didn't do it. The beginning is so sweet. 
The guy's eating a non-kosher sandwich. So good, I'm so starving. I gotta eat this uh, this non-kosher. And he goes and he's dipping it in the sauce and the non-kosher this and the non-kosher that. Feels so good. After that, he goes on, why'd I do it? Why'd I eat this? I should have just had a bag of chips and the kosher OU instead of having this. Why do you? It feels so bad. But the opposite when it comes to spirituality. It's the opposite when it comes to spirituality. In the beginning, it might be tough. It might be tough. Early in the morning, go learn Torah. Late at night, come learn Torah. Middle of the day, go pray Minha. It might be difficult. Yes, it might be difficult. But guess what? At the end, you feel accomplished. You feel good. I'll never forget. I'm going to share with you a story. I'll never forget this story. This is an amazing story that happened to me. When I was a yeshiva bacha, I was 19 years old. I was learning in Mikdash Melech. Guess what happened? We had a guy in our yeshiva. It was Purim day. Let me tell you what happens in Purim in Israel by our yeshiva. What we do is we go to our rebbe's. We go. No, you're in you're in Israel. You go to your rebbe, right? Everybody has his rebbe. Purim day, they go to the rebbe. And we had twenty guys going to our rebbe. Rabbi Klein, it was Rabbi Klein, he was our rebbe at the year, and we we're going to Rabbi Klein's house, and everybody's so excited and we're so pumped. Twenty guys. Everybody's in the cab, this cab, that cab. You remember? This cab, that cab, that cab, that cab. And everybody's fighting, oh, you pay the extra shekel. Let's say, for example, it's like 20, like, like 23 shekels. Oh, we only have four guys. We're going to spend 23 into four. You know what I'm saying? Who pays the extra shekel? And we're like, I don't know. <laughs> you know what I'm talking about. So, so we're there. And me and my friend. It was me and Chacham Shaul Kassim. Saul Kassim. Tell you what happened. I saw a guy in the yeshiva. And I looked at him. I said, why are you so sad? He wouldn't tell me. One guy. The whole yeshiva, 150 guys in the yeshiva. One guy was, I looked at him, and he was in my, my shiva. I said, why are you so sad? He wouldn't tell me. I came to speak to him. And my cab now is about to leave with all the boys. Me and Saul are waiting, and my cab is about to leave. I say to him, something happened. Tell me what happened. So he tells me, I woke up late by accident. I didn't hear the Megillah. I was trying every shul to find a minion. I couldn't find no shul. Now everybody's going to their rabbis, and I still didn't hear the Megillah. I don't even know where I'm going to hear it. That's what he told me. My Havruta is so cast, and that's, that's who he was. Kham Shaul. He was my Havruta in Mikdash. Kham Shaul. We're not going now. He says, what, what are we doing? He says, uh, you're going to read the Megillah they said for, for so-and-so. He's like, yeah, but I didn't practice. But this guy, he's Gaon. You know, you know he's Gaon. You know, he's Gaon. Even like, they, they could practice one second. I said, don't worry. I'll be with you. And any word that you mess up on, I'll be there. Meanwhile, he didn't have to mess up. He didn't mess up on one word. But I'll be there. And I, was, I, was, I had the, the Humash. I had the Megillah they said written. He had the regular cloth, the cloth for the Megillah. And we read it. But we missed out a big chunk of the Seudah. Of the pudding. Missed out. You know, the boy's having a good time, everybody's drinking and enjoying it, and having a great time, and there's that. Me and my friend, I knew for sure, we're missing out. We're missing out on the fun. But I knew it was the right thing to do. So in the beginning, it was tough for me. It was very hard. But at the end, when we actually got there, and we finished, and we did this thing, this guy gave me a big hug. And he told me, thank you so much, you saved my entire Purim. I would have cried my, my heart out because I didn't hear the Megillah. You saved me. And till today, you know, till today, you know what I feel good about that Purim? 
Not that I had a good time drinking. No, even though we had a nice time drinking, right? <laughs> no, what happened? Purim, right? No. What was the good time? The good time was that I helped this Jew so much that till today I speak about it. It's like the best thing. It was my highlight of any Purim. All my Purims, this is one of my highlights. Maybe other one, one other one, but that's besides that. That was one of the biggest highlights. What's the chat? Because in the beginning when you're helping somebody, it might be difficult. But at the end, it's so sweet. You have a guy that asks you for help. Can I have some? Let's say you have the money. You have the money. And he asks you again. And then he asks you again. And then he asks you again. And then he asks you again. And he's helping and he's helping and he's helping. Finally, it starts getting hurting. It starts hurting. And you do it again. It stings. You're getting to that sting. Ah, here you go. He's not taking advantage of you. He really needs your help. I'll give you an example. And you do it. And then finally you look back in your life and you say, wow, I feel so good. What do you feel good about? I helped this guy. I helped his whole family. You feel just good. It's stinging in the beginning, but at the end it's all sweet. It's all sweet. But what do you have to do? You have to have the apple. You have to be potea. You have to open up your heart. You have to be, be ready to change. Some people don't even, they're not even ready to change. You have to be, the attitude is, I have to change. What do I have to do better this year? What am I going to work on? And when you do that and you understand that, then you, means what? Means I admit that I have to change. I feel bad, whatever I did. And I'm going to forget all the shtuyot. I'm going to go strong with Hashem. And when you do that, you know what you're showing? You're showing Hashem, you are the king. You are the king. You are the king. You are the king. And what's the, what's, the, what's the focus when you're having in the shofar? I always say this every year, but it's so important. The focus is teshuvah. She said, Rabbi, we're not supposed to be thinking about sin. You're right, but you know what teshuvah means? Lashuv. Shuv means to return, to come back. Where are you coming back to? Where are you coming back to? You know where you're coming back to? You're coming back to yourself. What do you mean? Why do we blow a shofar more than anything else? Besides Akedat Isaac. You know what the reason is? Because Hashem created Adam. You know which day? Rosh Hashanah. You know what He did with Adam? He blew in a neshama. You know what Shofar? How do we do it? We don't do it without teeth. We don't do it with this. We blow, it. we blow the Shofar. We blow it. So it's like if Yechol, when you're hearing the, 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 the Shofar, it's like Hashem Himself is creating you anew. And He's giving you like a new neshama. He's blowing into you a new neshama. Remember that. Come now that you have a new neshama. I'm creating you again. I'm recreating you again. What do you have to do? You have to say, ah, I'm a new being. I'm happy. I'm a changed man. And I will continue serving you, God. And your thoughts are, I'm a fresh person. I'm a fresh person. I'm a new neshama. Hashem, you gave me blue another time neshama on me. I'm telling you, you're the king. I'm coming to Shabbat. I'm coming to you. And I'm ready to do everything and anything you tell me to do. Hashem, like that, when you have that in mind, Hashem says, ah, you are the guy that really is thinking about me, that I'm the new king, and, you, and I see that you want to do everything I say. Ah, I'll give you a new year of life. You've just experienced another Torah class brought to you by TorahAnytime.com.